Welcome to the PharmaProof podcast series, a bi-weekly podcast to promote animal health through biosecurity. The global animal health product management team shares with you easy and digestible knowledge and info from the field that is PharmaProofed. Hello, everybody. Hello, Carol. Hi, Josephine. How are you? Very good. And you? Very good. We are here together to talk about the myth number five. Uh, so this myth is talking about the disappearance of antibiotic resistance. And the myth says resistance is here to stay. No matter what we do, the problem will only grow bigger. I hope, Carol, that you can help to say that this myth is not true. Yeah, I will help you, Zephine. No worries. Thank you. But first of all, it can be confirmed that reducing antibiotic resistance will require much more time and effort than its development. Ooh, you're not so optimistic, Carol. Yeah, but uh, there is no uh, reason to surrender, Josephine. Okay. There are already many scientists who have shown evidence that the reduction of antibiotic resistance is indeed possible. Ah, that's what I, I like to hear. Okay, can you explain how it has been demonstrated? Well, the scientists in- investigated if there is a link between the reduced use of antibiotics and the decrease in antibiotics resistance. Also keep in mind that the reduction in antibiotic use prevents the development of new antibiotics resistance. Okay, so at least we can stop the trend from now on. Yeah. If, you are, if we already reduce antibiotic use, we can also count of not developing new resistance. Yeah. That's already that's a good a, point. That's a big one. Eh? Yes. And the Belgian veterinary surveillance of antibiotic consumption has shown the evolution in annual amount of antimicrobial usage in animals in Belgium from 2011. If we match the data with antibiotic resistance dat- date, we certainly, we clearly see that reduction in usage is mirrored by a decline in resistance. This study showed that it's certainly not too late to, to making changes for the better. Okay, so that's a, that's a nice one indeed. So to keep it simple, let's say the less antibiotic we use, the less resistance we see. Yeah. Indeed. Nice. And um, do you have data only for Belgium or do you have also data from other countries? Well, I have data from Europe. In 2010, a project was started by the European Medicine, Medicine Agency to collect information on the amount and type of antibiotic use in animals in the European Union. There are clear differences between countries as can be seen in Cyprus, Spain and Italy, far more antibiotics are used per number of kilograms of animal biomass than in Sweden, Iceland and Norway. Okay, is there, uh, is there some explanation behind these differences? Yes, this is because there is a difference between national policies on antibiotic use, veterinary uh, prescribing habits, pharmaceutical marketing campaigns, Incidents of species disease occur in certain countries. Uh-huh. Difference, also difference in public opinion, 
or in customers' attitude toward animal production. Awareness, let's say, uh, will be an important parameter. Yeah. What, what Are we conscious about the risk uh, that we have with antibiotic usage? Very interesting. And, um, and is that then clear as well that in these countries the antibiotic resistance is lower? Yeah, that's right, Josephine. In 2014, the research group of Jeroen de Wolf, the author of this book, published a study on the correlation between veterinary antibiotic use and antibiotic resistance in livestock farming in various European countries. This was the first transnational comparison of its kind. It was shown that there is a, a striking link between antibiotic use and the resistance. The higher the antibiotics, the higher the presence of the antibiotic resistance. Okay, okay. It sounds logic, but but indeed it, you need to also to mm. prove it, right? Yeah. Um, and um, so Norway, Iceland, Sweden, that you mentioned as uh, having the lowest antibiotic use, they also have the lowest antibiotic resistance? Yes, of course. That was also proven in the study. And also proven is what that Belgium is the worst country in the study. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> Not, 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 not so good. nice, right? But, but I must tell you, Josephine, that the study is based on those few countries that could provide sufficient public data on antibiotic use and on the resistance of it. Without that, there are many countries in Europe and in the world where anti antibiotic use and the level of resistance are even higher. But uh, for these countries, there is not enough uh, data available okay yeah, so we cannot yeah. make a conclusion <laughs> yeah. okay we we should uh, not be too afraid uh, of talking about that topic in belgium yeah. okay. <laughs> okay uh but indeed uh, uh, collecting data on such a topic is is quite a hard job and uh, really an important part um it's it's true that it's quite difficult to know how much antibiotics are administered to the different species yeah. and to to have been on the farm uh, i i must say that it's really not so easy uh, for a farmer to tell you how much antibiotics uh for example intramammary treatment a cow has received in a in a in a one year for instance yeah. so that's the mm -hmm. kind of data that that is needed if you want to compare country and uh, different yeah, countries Okay, uh, but I will I will conclude this podcast with the, the good note is that this myth number five is not correct. And if we reduce the antibiotic usage, although it can take some time, we can clearly show that it also reduces the antibiotic resistance. Yeah, this is a very important take home message. Thank you, Carol, for sharing. Um, and uh, thanks for people listening. We, we see you another time. Okay, thank you, Josephine. Bye. Bye, Carol. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube and online at farmapproved.com. Check back in two weeks for new episodes. Until next time.